Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning, world. I think we should start saying world since the outreach of TogiNet Radio seems to be growing and growing and growing. And I could be talking to anybody in the world. Isn't that exciting to think of? Well, it's been a glorious week for me here in Tyler, Texas, and it's uh, a beautiful day. We're still very hot. But anyway, we're continuing our conversation uh, from last week where we discuss core values. And it's so important to knowing who you are. It explains a lot when you get frustrated and upset about the way things go with your life. And so I have my colleague with me this morning, Pat Gross. Good morning, Pat. Welcome. Good morning, Joy. Pat is uh, is the CEO of her company, Leadership Matters. And we both have this passion for coaching clients, individuals who are on their growth path. But uh, Pat also concentrates on the education world, um, wanting to help with education and improve that uh, realm of business. So, Pat, how are you this morning? I am wonderful. Thank you. And what's new and interesting in New York? That's where Pat's from. New York is hot and humid. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so we feel a little bit like we're in Texas now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The only good place to be is inside with the air conditioning, if you can get there. <laughs> so you'll remember last week, Pat, that you and I talked about core values. And you did an exercise with me, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. You helped me find my top five core values. Would you kind of share those? Well, first off, let me, before we get into that, let's go over again with the listeners that are here today what core values are. And values, we all accumulate our values through our different um, different stages in our life. We're going to break down the three early stages of life where we create our core values. And one, one of the, the first stage is from birth to age seven is known as the imprinting years. Those are the years that we develop those thoughts and beliefs about ourselves. We 
get those through interactions with, of course, mom and dad, brothers and sisters, cousins, friends, um, aunts and uncles, all of those people, teachers, imprint our lives. We learn that we are good or bad. We are brilliant or dumb. We are uh, fat or skinny. We are athletic or not. Um, All of those we learn by our interactions with the people around us. The next stage is the ages 7 to 14, and that's more of the modeling age. Mercy, you, you know in the 7 to 14 ages, we are looking around at us, trying to find out what our neighbors are doing, how they're acting and interacting with their parents, their friends, their society. And those are some of the very interesting years because we can model good things or we can model bad things that come into our lives. The third stage is the ages 14 to 21, and these are the socialization. So this is when we want to hang out with the popular crowd. We're into the teen years, so one day we know what we want. The next day we don't know what we want. We are struggling with just being alive sometimes. And then there are those that seem to have it all together, and we seem to be struggling. So... Pat, do you have any questions about those three stages? Well, I'm just so glad I'm beyond them. (laughs) Because when you think back to those times, you really can feel the conflict between what you feel inside you and what messages you perceive you're getting from outside. And uh, I think we all know that you can have a hard time, particularly in your teen years, mm-hmm. with wanting to fit in and feeling different. And one thing about figuring out your core values as you get a little older is that it helps give you a little extra oomph to stick with what you feel inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first few years of, of our life is... We come to earth actually with an inner knowing. We know what we like to eat. We know what we don't like to eat. We know when we want to be held and coddled. We know when we're unhappy, we cry. And then our our environments around us sort of start conditioning us. Uh, Mother may have listened to Spock, and so she never picked you up when you cried. And you get all sorts of messages. But because you want to adapt so to your environment... And, and your revir- environment is pretty rigid about you will adapt, that's when we start looking to our external um, happening, the happenings around us to get feedback on who we are, what we are, where we're going, and the significance of our life. So we will spin from age 21 on sort of, Finding out who we are, the core values, as you said, Pat, are really implanted by our family and personal relations, Um, and we have values about everything. We have values about families, personal relationships, money, sex, 
work ethics, the list goes on. We have values that pertain to all of those subjects. They're closely related to our beliefs, but values can be, an example of values can be um, honesty, love, uh, uh a belief that we provide for our family, that life is important with a family. Those are some of the values that we we might hold. The values that you discovered last week through our exercise, Pat, do you mind sharing those? Sure. They were gratitude, love, knowledge, mm-hmm. courage, and money. Right. So you have values about all of those in all all the, those five areas in your life. You mm-hmm. believe they're important. You will make your decisions around those goals and you will live by those goals. Um how do you see that gratitude plays out in your life as one of your core values? Well, I think that often we're faced with situations where we have to do something that maybe we don't want to do or be with people we don't want to be with. You know, it could be something as simple as cleaning your house when you don't feel like it or, you know, going to your in-laws for dinner. And we can choose how do we want to act in those situations. Do we want to feel annoyed? Do we want to feel angry? Do we want to feel unhappy? Or do you want to come from a place of gratitude and find a way to make each and every experience one filled with positive energy for you? So, you know, cleaning your house can be an experience where you realize, wow, I have all these wonderful things. Too clean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it, it changes the moment from one of unhappiness to one of, you know, just feeling okay about the things that you have to do. Right, right. I had, last week I gave the example, I believe, of the decision with the wedding and the in the furniture and the uninvited guests on the so-called private beach that was really not a private beach and again I had to make the choice just as you had to make the choice in doing daily chores as to how I would approach this uh, event of my daughter's wedding and the uninvited guests on the beach how I would take that experience and turn it into a positive one. I, You know what, Pat, I have to say, and maybe gratitude isn't one of my top five, because I really did not. I sat there and I saw the beautiful space we were in, and it was beautiful. And it made me feel very humble that I was there. But I don't know that I said, thank you for letting me be on this beach. Oh, dear, I think I slipped. <laughs> well, I don't think you slipped. I think that, you know, the feelings are inside of you, whether it's one of your top five or one of your top 20, and those become part of your everyday thinking, and we're not always as aware of what our 
feelings are or why we're doing something. Mm-hmm. But that's why doing this experiment, doing this process that you taught, can help us become more aware of exactly what our core values are that are helping us make decisions. Right. Well, there are so many people that don't really realize or take the time to identify those values that really run their lives. Um, That is why it's so important that I'm doing what I'm doing to try and get that message out. When we come back to our second segment, we will be talking about more core values and how you use them to create your goals and your and goals are merely dreams. We'll be back shortly. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. This is... God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology, and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning, world. We are talking about goals today. And we're before that, last week, we talked about core values. So we could identify what our core values are. We did an exercise with my guest at that time, who was Pat Gross. And 
Pat identified the five top values that she uses in her life. Um, and we did this sort of by the process of elimination. She chose 10, and then we eliminated down to five, knowing that those are the top five that she will use in making decisions and values about her life. One, uh, Pat, again, those values were gratitude, gratitude, love, knowledge, courage, and money. Right. And do you feel pretty good about those being your top five? I feel good about them being my top five right now. I think one thing I've learned, and it's important for people to know, is that those core values can shift. I don't think they change in, in that they, the, the 20 things that motivate you still motivate you, but sometimes what's the most important in that group will change. Yeah. Particularly an example of that would be when my children were home and they're all uh, adults out on their own now, they were top focus of my life. Decisions were made, daily decisions were made about their schedules, their clothes, everything. And they were in your top, my top five of my core values, how to raise all the, all that participates with uh, raising children. So those family would have been in my one of my core values. It's not as high now because I don't interact with my children daily. Their lives are on automatic, their own automatic, they're off living their lives now. And uh, for me, um, it's not a daily connect with my children. So my core values are more focused at business, at um, how I want to interact, how I uh, uh, live my life according to my new focus. Would you agree with that, Pat? Yes, definitely they change in different times in, in your life. And depending upon the opportunities you have, the people around you, what your goals are, mm-hmm. there can be shifts. Right. So once we determined our our top core values that more or less run our lives at a certain time in our life, then it's when that is when we want to start looking at how we're going to use those goal va- those core values to establish goals. Now, many people don't they don't do core values. They they are aware of something that they believe in that runs their life, but they don't actually call these their core values. Another thing that I've found through my work and research is that many people will equate a goal, which we think a term that was used by Brian Tracy was that a goal are dreams with a deadline. They're like destination points. A, a, New thing that we have, all of us have in our cars that have newer cars is the GPS system. And the GPS is an, is a perfect example of a goal. 
because you determine by your G- use of a GPS, first off, where you want to go, and you start off with where you are. So if you are, if you are sitting at 2700 Royal Oak Lane, that's where you start your journey. And then if your destination is to end up in New York City, let's say, and you're driving all that way, you will ask for a route. Now, it may not take you all the way to New York City, but only to your destination for this evening. So it's a, it can be a, a limited destination on your way to your much bigger goal of reaching New York City. So let's say we're going to create a goal that will take us part of our way in our destination, uh, in our long-term destination. That's what we would put in, where we would be at the end of the day. Then the And the GPS will ask you very specific questions, such as how do you want to take the route? You want to go fast? You want to go scenic? How do you want to take your trip? And we select what we want to do. We put that in, and the GPS takes us on our route. So that's kind of what a goal is. It's where you decide where you are today, where you want to go to accomplish your, well, how would you say that, Pat, to accomplish your Goal for the day? Well, what you want is to start with your dream for yourself and the desires, the things that you want to accomplish, the things that you want to obtain. And your goal is the route to get there. It's going to allow you to have something concrete to think about, to look about, to look at, and to um, use on a daily basis to help you reach that point that you want to get to. Right. So we're going to use the SMART method when we are writing our goals. It's very important that we sit down and decide where we want to go, which is your dream, which you said, Pat. And then we're going to write a goal, and we're going to take the example. I like to divide everybody's life into eight dimensions. One of those dimensions was would be your health and wellness dimension. There's also relationships. There's also professional. There's um, um relationships, there's business relationships, There's we will go into those. But anyway, right now we're going to talk about the physical, the health and wellness. So if my physical, if my goal was to go on an eating plan so that I could lose weight, I'm a little heavy. I don't know about you, but everybody can usually has a few pounds they want to get rid of. My goal is to be able to be fit into a size 14 by a certain date. So there's a system that you can use to make goal writing much simpler. First off, the S, if you use the word, we're going to 
use the word SMART, S-M-A-R-T. And the first one is the S, meaning being specific. We're going to be very specific about our goal. And so in explaining it, I would say I want to lose or I want to be a size 14. That's my first, being very specific. I want it to be measurable. So being measurable means that I will give it a deadline. So, and also the size 14 is a measurable measurement. So size 14 by, let's say, two months from now. So I would give it a size 14 by October the 11th. Is it a goal that's attainable? You can't really lose 100 pounds in a week. So the goal has to be one that is attainable. So you can't go from zero. You know, a lot of people will say, I want to make a million dollars. And they'll do that when they're, they'll make that wish while they're making maybe $10,000 in a month. So it's very difficult to make a major jump from 10 to a million without giving yourself a year, two years, three years, four years down the road before you could accomplish that goal. Then you also talk about relevance. Is the goal that's going to be impacting or used in this strategy, is it relevant to your core belief and to relate to your decisions? So is this goal relevant to your core values? And then the next one, the final one, the T of the SMART system is time-bound. So we gave it a a limit of two months. Now, Pat, I'm not sure I did that very well, but you are more more than welcome to come in and clean it up. I think you did fine, but uh, maybe we should do an example. Oh, well, we have two minutes. Can we do it in an, in two minutes? Sure. I think okay. that if I wanted to use your example of being on a healthier food plan, I would be specific and pick the amount of weight I want to lose Mm-hmm. measurable by a certain date, attainable, mm-hmm. have to do it in a realistic way. As you said, not 100 pounds, but start with 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Relevant is my core value to be, you know, healthy and the best healthy. that I can be? Absolutely. And time, give it a time frame so that I know each day if I'm moving towards it. Right. Beautiful. You did a good job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think you're a good teacher. (laughs) So anyway, that's the process in writing a goal. And if you have questions about that, you can just Google smart method, smart system, and it will be explained to you. Now, we're going to take a short break here and come back and talk more about the importance of goals. 
Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Pat Gross today, and she and I are discussing core values, which we sort of mentioned from last week's show. But then today we're taking those core values and putting them into goals. Now, I mentioned before going over the SMART method for writing a goal uh, that I usually divide when I'm working with clients, I usually divide those. I have eight environments that people would want to write goals about or have goals for. And the eight environments are uh, my vision for health and fitness, my spiritual vision, my contribution to community, my personal growth um, environment, my financial environment, my professional slash career environment, and then I break relationships down into two areas, two types of relationships. There's the friendship relationship, and then there is the family relationship. I encourage everybody that I coach to look at these eight areas of their lives and to write goals for each area, at least one goal. 
that they want to accomplish in the next year. Now, these don't have to be major over-the-top goals, but they do need to be goals that you want. You really want to change. You want to take better control over. And the typical one we always start with is, of course, health. Most of us have some sort of health issue that we'd like to conquer. (laughs) We'd like to improve. And so we start there. Maybe it's more exercise. Maybe it's lose weight. Maybe it's eating, whatever it could be. But the goals are very important in creating the life that you really want to live. And all of these goals are then attached to your dream goal, which is out in the future. Now, Pat, what were the problems that you, in the beginning, when you were writing your goals, that you really had with even coming up with goals? Well, I think very common first problem that people have is thinking too small. You know, as soon as you start to close your eyes and think about your health, as you're Mm -hmm. using as an example, Mm -hmm. you start to get a vision of what you want to look like and how you want to feel physically each day. Mm -hmm. And that little voice in your head starts giving you messages. Right. So particularly if you're a woman and you want to lose weight, you start hearing, well, after 20, you can't lose weight, or after 30, you can't, or after 40, you can't lose weight, after 50, you can't Mm -hmm. lose weight. You know, we hear that same message. So you start to think, oh, well, I would love to lose 50 pounds, but that's never going to happen, so uh, I'll I'll try for 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you, you know, the thing is that a goal has to be something that stretches you. Mm-hmm. It has yes. to be, to improve your life, you want to reach a higher level in every area. So the first thing is to really feel free about writing your goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, remember, if your goal is to lose 30 pounds and you only lose 25, I think you're going to feel wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Yancey, who is uh, the uh, CEO of eWomen Network in Dallas, calls that stinking thinking when you hear those little voices that come up that try to keep you thinking small, um, such as you were saying, oh, you can't lose weight after such and such age. I think we all have a little bit of that stinking thinking going on inside of us so that we have to overcome. So you are so right. The first one of the things we we do because we've lived in a box now for several years is that we have a hard time choosing that goal that really would be outside of the box, would stretch us, would make us want to live something really awesome and, and would get us excited about achieving yes. the goal. And, and Joyce, one of the things that you said before, which is really important, is that we can have that dream of a goal that is very far, a big stretch, but we don't have to get to it 
in one leap. Right. And as you said, you don't have to go from Tyler, Texas to New York in one day. Right. You know, you can drive along and make changes and uh, reach different levels and, you know, as the... Mary Morrissey says you can climb a mountain one little step at a time. You will get to where you want to go if you follow that path. Right. So, Pat, when we write our goals, are you in the belief that you write it for the dream or you write it for the the shorter destination to get to the dream? Well, I think you're doing both. And one of the things you want to do before you even sit down and write your goals, is come up with your vision and your greater vision, Um, whether you're spending 10 minutes and just closing your eyes and thinking of each of those areas that you said and how will I look, how will I feel, how will I be in my personal relationships, in my business, in my spiritual life, in my um, health, You can do Mm -hmm. that in 10 minutes. You can sit down and write out a whole story for yourself. But it's just that's your ultimate vision for yourself in that moment. Then you have to step back a little and think, okay, well, I don't know if that's going to take me six months, a year, two years, or five years, but where do I want to be in, say, three months? You can set goals for three months. A lot of people set a year-long goal. You can set a goal for a week. Mm. Yeah. Right. But don't you think it's always the thing that really gets you excited is seeing the the end destination. You know, I get excited about being in New York City. I don't get as excited about getting to Omaha, Nebraska to get there for the night. You know, you know what I mean? Well, so you, Omaha you is a pretty nice city. That. Well, I'm but, sure it is for all the Omahaans that live there. <laughs> but, but yes, but you what you're saying that is that go up there. What you're saying is is that the excitement comes from achieving that ultimate goal, that ultimate place that you want to be. So right. you keep that in mind, but your smaller goals are taking you along that path. And it's nice to have little achievements along the way that make you feel you're you're headed where you want to be. Right. So they're they're more or less a strategy to get you to your goal, right? Absolutely. And, And just as you used that example of losing weight, if the only thing you can celebrate is losing 50 pounds and you can't celebrate losing 1, 5, 10, 15, or 20, you probably are not going to get to those 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. But if you can see your progress, if you can feel good about your progress, and if you can recognize that you are on the way and moving closer and closer to that goal, you will have the excitement to do the work because it takes work to achieve these goals. Right. I always like to encourage my clients to celebrate and have a reward for themselves when they do reach their short-term goal. Do you, Absolutely. Do you like to do that? 
I mean, absolutely. And, not, and you try not to make it food if your, your goal is to lose yeah, weight. It's not an ice cream sundae if you're losing <laughs> weight. No, no. It is. No, a, that doesn't help. <laughs> it's going to a movie. It's not food related, which would be something other. Maybe get a massage. Maybe get a, a reflexology, rubbing your feet or. I'm all about touching, rubbing. I'm into massage, but I mean, there's a lot of people that are don't care about massage. You would have something that would uh, they would love to do, which could just be have an hour with your husband, taking the kids out of the house, and you sitting at home quietly and having that free time for yourself. Well, that's what's important. It doesn't really matter what the reward is or in what way you're celebrating as long as you are celebrating your own achievements, which is something I think particularly women tend to not take the time to do. Right. Yeah. We are our world. We are uh, so into, we are, I don't want to say this, we are the caretakers of the world, many of us, and we think of other people before ourselves. That's one of the things that it is difficult in coaching women, and I know you coach women as well. We just don't tend to think of taking care of ourselves, rewarding ourselves. We put others first. And it is, a, it is an effort for us to switch that shift, shift that thinking. Think? Well, that is true, but... One way we can shift the thinking, and I know what's been helpful for me in my own life, is to realize that when you come from a place of strength and of feeling joyful and of recognizing who you are, you can truly be so much more helpful as a mother, a wife, a friend, a co-worker, in every mm-hmm. one of those areas, your impact is greater. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yes, I so agree. I'm with you on that. Now, in the few seconds that we have here, what, well, we have 30 seconds. Can you tell me your one health goal that you have? Absolutely. Have? Change my eating mm-hmm. and uh, eat healthier Mm-hmm. Less refined food all the time. Great. That's a good one. Well, I'm going to listen to a health man this evening, so I will walk away with some more information. We'll be back with more about goals. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. 
For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn Lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show. Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We have been talking today about the the fun of writing your goals. The reason it's so much fun to write your goals is because it's taking you to your dream, which we call your destination, where you really want to live, where you are living your life of genius, where you're using all your talents and your passions to live your daily life. So goal writing is a skill that you build, actually. <laughs> Once you have your core values, you know which way, what you believe in and what are, guiding, what are your inner rudder for guiding your daily life, then it's very important that you decide what your dream is. If I have these tools, these values, and these, these talents and passions, then what is my dream for my life? My dream is to be this. Now, it's going to take perhaps some shaping of your life, and you're going to write those, that shaping, those shaping steps into goals, goals in the eight different environment areas that you have in your life. Now, Pat, when you first started writing goals, because goals are... Uh, there are specific steps to how you're going to move forward. But there are some things that sort of people have difficulty thinking about when they're writing the goals. So what would be one of the things that you found in writing your goals was something that was sort of challenging in the beginning? Well, one thing is not wanting to share my goals with anyone because I thought, Oh, if they know what I desire and what I want, they'll be thinking, well, how is she going to do that? Or how is she going to achieve that? Or is she kidding? <laughs> so again, hearing those voices that we accept and get used to and usually give a lot of weight to. 
Mm -hmm. So when you're writing your goals, learning to forget what anybody else thinks Mm -hmm. and focus on what do you want. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you have to learn when you're writing these goals is to focus in on your emotions. So when you think about the goal, so if your goal is to lose 20 pounds and you're thinking about that, how does that make you feel? Do you feel happy at the thought of you 20 pounds less mm-hmm. or or do you feel you know negative thoughts about it like it's yeah. not enough or right. how am I going to get there? So finding a goal that you feel happy about is another challenge you have. Right. One of the reasons that I find in myself that I didn't want to tell people about my goals was my own judgment that if I tell them and I don't accomplish my goal, then what does that say about me? So, oh, yes. You know, it's like We're so was, used to feeling that, you know, and accepting that concept of failure that right. we forget you can't fail unless you're trying. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's also, you know, there's not so much the outside world. I mean, yes, they're out there and yes, they could be watching, but I've usually found that most people have don't have the time to sit and watch if you fail or succeed. It's more about your internal um judgment of yourself. It's not so much that other people are watching you, waiting for you to fail. It's that you've already in your mind, you remember every time you wanted to do something and you didn't get there. And you said to yourself, ah, you're a loser. There you go again. You didn't get it done. So it's part of once you you tell the universe that this is what you really want it's already in your in your body that you can or you cannot achieve the goal by writing your goals down is one of the steps and by declaring it is another step to move you closer to achieving it it's very important that you do this that you Declare it, write it down, and then verbally say it. I have an example I want to share. I uh, was uh, up on, I did something, well, exciting. Last year, I uh, conducted our local symphony, and I bought it as a fundraiser event. But one of the, and this refers to letting people know what you need to get your goal accomplished. And I wanted to conduct the symphony. It's just one number. It's the Star Spangled Banner. They could have played it without me up there. They all know it. They're all very accomplished uh, performers in the symphony. But what I what I said to my to the audience is that I really wanted pictures of me up on the stage. And so I declared to, I just sent out on Facebook, I said, could anybody, would anybody take a picture of me up on the stage? It's going to be at the symphony Saturday night. And it was such a 
a wonderful experience because I had so many cheerleaders. I had so many people that said, sure, I'll take your picture. Sure. I had four or five people that recorded me, that took pictures of me up there. And also the orchestra was absolutely fantastic in helping me be a success on accomplishing my one uh, moment of glory up on the stage conducting our symphony. It was a magical evening. <laughs> I had a great but, time. You know, there is such a big lesson there, Joyce, because I think we can find in our lives every day that other people do want to be cheerleaders for us and wow. do want to support us in our goals. And you find that if you just say what's on your mind to other people, the reaction is usually, almost always, positive. They're right. happy for you. Right. Right. And, you know, one of the big things <laughs> that that particularly, like, with the health issue, when you're on a diet and you've been on a diet 16 times and you've disappointed yourself, then, you know, maybe you need to relook at the way you approach the diet do you really ask people for help? Do you ask your family to uh, allow you to cook a different way? Do you ask your friends to not go to the Mexican food restaurant, which we have many of in Texas, but go to a healthier um, restaurant while you're on your diet? All of these are methods that we, by keeping it a secret, we do a disinfo- we do a <laughs> disservice to ourselves and not asking our friends to be part of the process. Well, right? one of the ways you can strengthen that ability in yourself is mm-hmm. through your goal. Because when you write that goal, when you declare it, right. and you are looking at it each week mm-hmm. and you are taking steps toward it each week, you have an inner strength that makes you better able in each of those situations, whether it's in a restaurant or whether it's going to someone's home or cooking in your own home, you can make choices that work better for you and feel more comfortable about it. Right. Yeah. Um, I like to take the goal once it's written, and it's written from a positive approach, it's very affirming. I am living my life in a size 14. I love how I look. I get glances when I walk in the room. All of that is part of the goal writing process. It's written from a very positive approach and as if you've already accomplished it. And then it has the deadline date. I would put those goals, type them up, uh, and put them on a wall so that you can daily see them. You can, in your meditation time, you can revisit them. Today will be a positive day, and I will uh, live by my diet, and I will accomplish what I want as far as staying on task today. All of that is really important in retraining your mind to think positive thoughts about the success of 
whatever it is, the diet, the success of being on that stage to conduct, all of that is very important in creating a successful outcome. I usually take my clients from the goals value exercise to the, I mean, sorry, the core value exercise to the goal writing exercise. And then we go from there into creating the vision board, which is the vision board is just visuals of your goal. And it's put up so everybody can see it, including yourself. So, Pat. Well, especially yourself. Yes. Yes. So, Pat. We are cl- coming to the end of our hour, and if you could say anything about goals, what would be something you would say about the importance of goals? I think that goals are what move you forward. Without goals, you have intentions, you have desires, but they often, most times, don't get done. We allow everything and many things to distract us. Right. Yeah. When you get into the habit of writing the goals and looking at them, remembering them, and perhaps even writing out steps to achieve those goals, you are probably in the 5% of people in the world reaching for what you want and, and creating, just like you said, the GPS, a route and a map to get you where you want to go. Yeah. Well, Pat, we have come to the end of our hour, and it's been a pleasure to have you talk with me. I love our chats, talking about different values and cores and all of that, that goals and so forth. So thank you very much for your expertise. We've a been lot ta- of fun. Yeah. So we've been talking with Pat Gross, and we will be back next week. Maybe Pat, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know if I can talk Pat into into three weeks in a row, but it sure has been fun visiting with you today, Pat, so I appreciate it, and we hope you'll be with us next week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, Women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services 